dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast episode 72. 72, 72. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Playboy. Yes, sir. Memorial Day weekend. Extended so, weekend. So happy to have a couple... I can't even remember the last Labor Day I had off, to be honest. Really? I, this has been... I've been excited. Since I'm, your post office days? Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about just as far as gigs. Like, I okay. usually I usually do something on some part of Labor Day. Wedding or or something with Kurt or, you know, mm-hmm. something. But uh, this Labor Day was, was crickets, and I was low-key excited about it because college football started oh, off. Oh, man. Listen here, brother. I, had a, I have been chilling... I don't think I put on socks since Thursday. <laughs> I've been chilling. Chilling. Yeah, man. I don't know if you saw my post on Snap or IG, man. But uh, I woke up yesterday, Saturday morning, man. Super excited because it was college football really returning. Yeah, you I know? saw the Munchies post. Yeah, man. Dry lips and all, <laughs> looking like a crackhead. But it's all good. I love college football. College football is my favorite sport. Yeah. I just love it, man. Like, I can watch anybody, anytime. It don't matter. Like, it got kicked off last weekend with a couple tune-up games, and then the Buckeyes kicked off yeah. on Thursday. They had a pretty uh, pretty good game versus Slow start, Indiana. but Slow got start, rolling. but they got rolling. So I was, like, super excited to get it going for the whole weekend. And, you know, I was just pumped up. Unfortunately, my boys lost last night. The Knowles lost last night. Mr. DeAndre Francois. You mean Cam Newton twin? <laughs> <laughs> I was hate to see him get hurt like man, that. Man, look, man, this is how I messed up. Just this, this, that's just ball, man. Like, yeah. like my, uh, like coaches just tell me back in back in the day, man. Like that's just ball. This, those things just happen, man. It's like it is what it is. Next man up. You hate to be like that, yeah. especially when they, you know, what I'm saying when you are looking at a college kid or then especially even high school kids that get hurt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You feel bad for them mainly because like they kids and you know like. The, the chances of them actually making it to the NFL are slim to none. Right. And then, you know, like, on the selfish side, you know, shit, he's a real good quarterback. He's yeah. a real good college quarterback. And, you know, you listen to the Mel Kuypers and Todd Mache's like, yo, man, he could be like a third, fourth round pick. Like, he's a real good quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and then my mind goes directly to, okay, so now you put a true freshman in. Cause let's keep it real, dude. Dude's knee is fucked. Yeah, his you knee can is tell fucked. He won't put no weight. Came out with the crutch game, and that's what I love about college football. Because you know what I'm saying. You ain't watched the nose like that until yeah. you know what I'm saying. We started yeah. doing the parts. Like I even check these niggas. See what this nigga right. like. So you watch him. I watch more Ryan, more Florida State and Syracuse than I ever <laughs> had before in my life because of my relationship with Kevin. Nash. Yeah, man. And my homie Ryan Drake, he watched the nose more to see what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? He hit me up like, uh, please tell me y'all got a decent backup quarterback. I was <laughs> right. like, bruh, not looking good. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, my mind automatically goes to like, all right, this freshman behind him is going to play all season. So, in theory, he's going to struggle but get better. Yeah. So, by the time next year comes around, it's literally going to be a quarterback competition. Right. So, either A, the dude that grew through all last season is going to be pissed after he loses his starting job and transfer, or the guy that took a beating last year and was poised to have a real good season this year is going to get pissed because he just beats out by somebody else and transfer. Yeah. So, either way, somebody's going to be pissed. This time next year. Yeah. The man, the one thing that that I hate to see it go down like that is being week one. Yeah, man. Like you it's know tough. how much these kids put in this work. Tough. For little to nothing. They still eating the cafeteria food Monday through Friday, trying to make ends meet. You know, they ain't balling. They might look like it because they got the Beats headphones last bowl game. Yeah, exactly. But these they are still gifts. college kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for it to be week one, I hear this morning I heard the talk of like should it be that 
important of a game week one? Should we, you know, like, like come on, man, you can't, you can't even look at it. Like hey, that. man, I would rather him get hurt versus Bama than exactly. him getting hurt. Hurt versus UD. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it make it worth it. Yeah, you know what Michigan State Bowling Green. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that might have been a more like, damn, he hurt. Yeah, versus them. Like, <laughs> at least it's versus the big dog. In exactly. Town. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that hurts worse than that is dudes that get hurt in training camp. Yeah. Like, and the, it was still a good game. I mean, oh, yeah. I can't lie. I found myself humming when y'all was up 7 3. I was walking around the house like, hmm. Yeah, I was too. I was charged up, man. All I know is our special teams weren't so special, man. That is, I was. I'm glad you said that because that's what I wanted. To, I wanted to ask you, man. Like, I know people look at special teams sometimes as like you filling the roster. You just you just made the squad, but you ain't really doing nothing. Like special teams can change a change game, a and game, I know, like, bro. my boy Will Allen. He made a career being a special teams guy. Like that yeah. was his his strong point. You know, mm-hmm. he was a great safety, but he was really strong and could stay on rosters by his special teams ability. And that, I mean, you you, I mean, what was it? Two blocks, a fumble, uh, block, uh, field goal right before the half, a block punt, mm-hmm, the kickoff, uh, dude. <laughs> it's it's just so ironic, man, because. I don't know if you remember last year's Orange Bowl, the kid who caught it, hesitated, and then took it out the end zone, returned it like 60 yards to set up the game, win a touchdown. He's the same kid, basically dropped the ball at the one, hesitated, and then like, oh, I got to go. And he fumbled. So it's just ironic. Like, last game you messed up, it worked out. This game you messed up, and it crumbles. And I take my hat off to the defense, man. I mean, yeah. they played good ball. Th- they played some great ball. And uh, I was telling wifey, she was like, so what happened? Because she had a little book club meeting or whatever. So I was explaining everything. And uh, it's like, so y'all just going to have to play like like old school Ohio State ball, trussle ball, just run it, run it, run it, <laughs> play good defense and special teams. I was like, no, because our special teams is bad. Yeah. So you put in a position where you really going to have to rely on your defense, but you can't rely on your special teams. You can't flip field position when your punter is shanking a punt 13 yards. Terrible. You can't punt it if you can't block it up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to get super, super <laughs> analytical right. out here. I, but I feel the pain with yeah. one, brother. Yeah, man. I, feel I mean, I could have dealt with just the loss. I yeah. could have dealt with, all right, man, we lost 24 to 7. Hey, man, it was a good game. Fix these things on special teams. We move forward. But when you lose your captain, your starting quarterback, the dude that knows the offense just as well as the coach, you're fucked. Period. And he he didn't have one multi-INT game last year. Hello, Bama. Had two yet last night. Hello, Bama. I mean, they made great adjustments, man. You know, Bama is known for playing, like, uh, man under, just basically Mm -hmm. man-to-man defense. And in the first half, dudes is getting open. He's throwing dimes. They switched to that zone. He was like, uh, why ain't he chasing him no more? Why is he standing right where I want to throw it? Fuck it, I'm throwing it anyway. That's Interception. What, that's what scared me about O State. Oh, Cause them DBs was not turning around. They did not they gonna get exposed. Well they got <laughs> if they don't get we together. got the Sooners. We got the Sooners <laughs> next Saturday. Man. Them DBs for the Buckeyes. They they did not want to face the ball. They did not they was getting hurt. Yeah, it was man. getting hurt. Adjustments let's, let's, must let's be made. Let's brighten up week one college yeah, football, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I want to talk about the, the Jake Olsen story. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a great story for those that don't know. He, um, Motherfuckers he, trying to make us cry. Man, <laughs> he was, he's a USC long snapper. Um, he been, he had to have a surgery. He had some like, eye condition mm-hmm. as a kid, and he had to have a surgery at 12 to lose his last bit of vision he had. And the night before, he spent the night with the USC guys, with uh, Pete Carroll's yeah, USC. Man. And um, really just got to you know experience what he wanted to experience for his last day of seeing. Yeah. And then <clears throat> flip it eight years, Trestle said during that time, you're going to be a part of the Trojans. Yeah. And, and the staff and the school, you know, there's been a million coaches at USC since. True that. They uh, kept their word, signed him to walk on, and he got to do a a, a PAT snap yesterday. That's that so was dope, man. Super dope for him. I know that was, I saw a little bit of his like post game interview just talking about, you know, a kid that had to go through that at 12 and yeah. then like the one organization or, or thing that kept him motivated through it all. 
you know, now eight years later, he gets to do that. So he was really. And you know what's super amazing, man? <laughs> the dude is blind and playing football, dude. D1, USC. Snapping yeah. the ball, dude. <laughs> like, you know, people don't even understand. Like you said, special teams. Yeah. People don't understand how important special teams is until it messes up. Yeah. You don't know the long snapper's name until he rolls it backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just snap it and you just go. People just go on to the next play. Like, how? I don't know how many times I've like, oh, it's been a touchdown, and all right, let me go run to the fridge, <laughs> grab a brew, grab some chips, and come back. Like, all right, let's go. Nah, man. But so when I saw that, I was like, oh, I remember this kid. I because like I said, man, college football is my shit. Yeah. So I remember this story. I was like, oh snap! Oh, he got into the game. <laughs> oh, he played. Right. Like what the hell? Like so, let that be a notice to anybody, man. You can do anything, mm-hmm. man. And I also saw. This kid who um, was paralyzed in a car accident yeah. for UAB. And uh, he was going to attend there back there in uh, 06. And he came with the game ball, And you can brother. still see his football physique. Yeah, he was jacked Through top, all bro. that. <laughs> you could see he was in a little pain going through yeah. it. But he stood up and delivered the game ball. Like It was moments like that that's like... I'm so glad football is back. Like, Dude. like I I live for football in the fall when it starts getting cold and this and this velour outfits and <laughs> and, and and pullover hoodies. Hoodie season. Like, I love it, man. It just it just football has to be the focus. Football and coffee for me in the morning is <laughs> mwah, it's marvelous. We touched on uh, Cam Newton's brother, uh, DeAndre Francois, but let's talk about his real brother. Yeah, his real little brother went off. Bought out. <laughs> I heard that. Bought out. Yeah. His uh, brother goes to Howard, and they beat UNLV. Man, mm-hmm. people that's not and familiar. It was a man, big, yeah. Huge Howard un- plays in the NIA. You know what I'm saying? So it's a historically black college. So you know what I'm saying? They're playing the Southerners, the Gramblings, mm-hmm. uh, FAMUs, Alabama A&Ms of the world. And UNLV, you know what I'm saying? They play everybody that everybody else plays. They're exactly. like D1, D1. You know what I'm saying? They were like a 43-point. 43-point favorite. 43. Young Lil Newton had three touchdowns, bro. Anybody that had As a, a true freshman. Anybody that gambled and had somebody they either rocked with or knew on Howard made some dough. Because yeah. you know they put some money like, oh, Lil Cuz going to go off. I can put a... They made some dough. I need to check out uh, Cam's uh, Twitter to yeah. see if he said anything. You know he probably was going ballistic. It's crazy how just, like, we get into the to the new, like, I got called the new wave. Like, I done went through a couple college seasons where I didn't know anyone. Uh-huh. I, I, didn't, I wasn't invested in anyone from the hometown. Like, it just wasn't, not saying no one that from the hometown didn't go. I just wasn't invested. And now I'm starting to get, like, People that I remember from high school, like my one of my friends, um, good friend from high school, he graduated mid nineties. His son, freshman at, at Bowling Green. Wow! So I'm watching his snap, and he he a receiver making a catch in his first college game, and like had that like dumb, do I go back in the huddle or do I run to the <laughs> sideline moment? Like every every little freshman has that's that's coming in for their moment. So it was nice to see that. Like now I'm back invested. I'm back invested I stay into locked it. in, brother. Yeah. I stay locked in, man. And uh, you know, last week was talking about fantasy football, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I want to ask you, what are the rules of a fantasy football draft? Man, listen, there's so many avenues you can take. <laughs> but well, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you before me. What app do you use? For are you a fantasy football? Okay. Are you a NFL.com or ESPN guy? Well, most of my leagues are on ESPN. I I prefer ESPN over Yahoo okay. over any over any other. Um, but ESPN and Yahoo are my two. I've never done a league in like CBS or okay. NFL Network, nothing like that. Okay. Um, but I think for me, I, I said this last week. The commissioners of the league kind of really make the league. Yes. Yeah. You can have a league where it's. Su- you know, crickets all year. You just setting rosters and nothing going on. Like I'm, I'm in leagues where, like Tuesday morning, when they release the players on the waiver wire, it, it's texts and emails and gotcha bitches all over. Like <laughs> every Tuesday morning, like you literally, I'm getting up at like four thirty, five o'clock to try to grab so and so because so and so got hurt. Like it's one. I mean, I'm in some of those leagues, so you get in those leagues where it's real competitive. 
You know, I paid a hundred dollars to get in, thousand, thousand the first place. You know, you you invest a little more time. So. Yeah, absolutely. Our our buy-in is fifty bucks. I say that because our commission mm-hmm. last week, Cass kind of forgot that the draft was happening because because we're we're trying to get the whole crew involved. So everybody's not really in it like that. So it's like, all right, we put some money up. He's like super into it. Right. So it's a like, all right, let's get this. This is a bonding type of thing. So he sets the draft. Cats forget this draft. He's in there with two other people. They do the entire draft. <laughs> After the draft is done, it's like, man, I see everybody was just on auto draft. Good luck this season. <laughs> and I'm like, nigga. Like, no I'm not about to give text. you $50 and I didn't draft my own players. Yeah. He's like, shit, the auto draft probably did better than y'all niggas would have did anyway. Like, that's not the point. Right. Nigga, if I'm giving you $50, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm controlling what I do yeah. so I can live with the consequences. Right. So he's like, man, fuck that, man. My, my squad the shit. I was like, how do we know? <laughs> I bet it is. Like yeah. Three y'all was picking. Yeah. He's so like every sleeper. Ever. After, a, after, a, after another vote. We decided to do the new draft today yeah. at one o'clock. So I got my alarm set. So people sleep. I'm gonna say this for the draft rule: people sleep on quarterback importance. Mm-hmm. They look at the hot new running back, mm-hmm. the hot new receiver. Like, yes, there's some slim pickings and some of those. You know, the, the drop off happens quickly. <laughs> but I think having a Brady. Or having a, you know, even a Matt Ryan, like someone you know, offense is centered around, they don't get touched for the most part. Right. Like that's an important piece to have. So I always try to grab either receiver quarterback or running back quarterback fairly soon. Nice. Nice way just to keep, you know, you can you can get your running back if you want. If you're on the little snake draft, you see you got five picks and you're like, well, Hopefully Brady or Ryan make it, you know, because Gronk, yeah. Gronk gonna get took and you oh, know, man. stuff like that's gonna happen. So the, all the powerhouse names gonna go. Half of them excel in the season, and half of them are bust. So true that you gotta just kind of stick with like you know, per per paper that that Brady puts up point. He he missed the first four games last year. Mm-hmm. I drafted him early and was the laughing stock of the league. Started out like one and three. Made it to the finals of the Super Bowl. Hey. Brady came back and it was lights out. Tom so Brady. It's important to have your your, your favorite weapon. Hey, you got your to, Julio, man. your AJ, you know, whatever you're going for. You gotta have your favorite weapon. Since this pod is coming out well after we do our draft, man, I always go receiver first. Yeah. I always. Like uh one year I would I had the uh last pick of the draft. Last pick. I enjoy those. I won first or last. Yeah, the double picks. I went. I it was. Uh, I went. Antonio Bryant and AJ Green back to back picks. Like you get receivers already. Yeah, and I think I, I had a bum ass quarterback, but it don't matter if I got it, them it's a receivers dudes. league. Receivers league. Dude. <laughs> so we're in the mix of trying to figure because you know when you doing a league with novice who really not super into it. And you got the terms like PPR mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. These are bonuses for 400 yards. The commissioner knows all this shit because he's in it. He, he, he lives this life. Yeah, he so he sets them. the rules so he knows how to draft. Exactly. So you have to look at each So as a good commission, as a good commission, knowing this, shouldn't he be like, yo, these are the rules? I'm See, I don't think he should have to do that. I think... The team owners should be like, let me see what the rules is for this league this year. I'm texting year. this nigga right now. <laughs> now I'm not bullshitting because I'm trying. This shit is 50. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's that, like that, a 10 that, That's league. my point. You spending 50. Yeah. So you should be like, okay, I'm going to pull out some pad and paper real quick. I'm going to see what my players' buys are. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna look at scoring bonuses. Also, they get, they get a point per yard. Yeah. That's huge for a running back. They get they get the PPR catch, you know, a point per catch. Like some leagues, yeah. you'll, you'll score two, three hundred points in, in each week. Yeah, because I was winning the league when it wasn't no PPR, and I didn't know that. I thought that was just an automatic league. So I got like Danny Woodhead thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he always catching passes out the backfield. I'm going to use him as a, you know what I'm saying, a part-time flex player. Yeah. This dude had like five catches for like, 
15 yards, dude walking out with a point. I'm like, where this nigga points at, bro? <laughs> Fuck. See, I'm, I'm in leagues where that matters. So, like, the the 100, the 100 catch a year guys you got to look for. Yeah. First. And, like, that's that's the the biggest thing, too, is, like, when you two or three picks out, you see it like, well, I know I'm I, I picking two picks. But these 10 guys are available. Yeah. Like, your whole plan could change instantly when you see – Antonio Brown and AJ sitting there, like, oh man, I can't pass on that. Like, so it'd be that spur of the moment in the first few rounds. Hey. Then you start getting back to the game plan. Hey, I'll tell you this: if if AB, Julio, <laughs> AJ, or Gronk there, when I pick, yeah. they mine. See, this year, yeah. this year I drafted real reckless for the first time ever. But I say reckless because. I was thinking down the road versus the first two or three games. Okay. So, like, I drafted Brady, and I hurry up and got Matt Ryan. So now. My trade bait. And then I took the homer pick of Dalton just in case he start on fire <laughs> and have a good week, you know. Oh, man, four, he's five, good six. till October. Yeah. Till Halloween, so, you know what I mean? So I'll have some trade bait, hopefully. Um, but the Bengals can get rolling offensively, which is always in, in question every year. <laughs> But I, I drafted an early defense. I actually got Minnesota and uh, mm. another big defense. Minnesota, maybe Seattle. It was it was a t- two of the top five defenses. So I got two of the top five defenses and two nice quarterbacks. So if I'm weak in running back or I'm weak in receiver, because I, I got it was a keeper league. You had to keep three. Uh-huh. So I kept AJ Fitzgerald and Brady. So those you start in your draft in round four, and that's you know you pick it up at that. Part of the draft, so it's it's quick. Yeah. You know, from round four to round eight, you pretty much after that you're looking for that rookie that's you know the sleeper. Yeah, so, yeah. I got I got some little game plan. I got a little game plan. I, I, I love it. I live for it. It's, I'm gonna keep you posted on my, on who I grab, man. I got a little. It little, definitely puts a dent in my DJ prep because <laughs> sometimes like now I'm I'm in a golf one for the first time this year and it's taking up my life because first place is getting eighteen hundred. And I'm in top six get money, sixth place get two hundred. That works for me. I, I paid eighty eight. It was a hundred dollar fee, but I started like weeks late, and I'm in like tenth place right now. So I'm smelling the top six. Mm-hmm. And I got this week, next week, and then Atlanta is the last. Like the golf right now is in their playoffs. Mm. So I got three weeks to move up from tenth to six, and I'm only somebody finishing tenth place away from getting there. So I'm like I'm spending time on my picks. And then, like, looking up expert picks and looking up who think who going to do well and who's a sleeper. Like, the, these fantasy leagues for guys, man, depending on what sports they love, like, you can spend all day getting <laughs> Check involved. this out. Check this out. I just text the commission. So what rules we playing by? PPR, bonus for points, or big homie, big hunt? Come on, Kev. You know how D get down. He going to base the rules off the way he play and ain't even going to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> He refuses to have votes on these days. He's the worst commish ever. <laughs> I'm telling you, that commish role. I, commish, boy. I brought I brought a fantasy league to my old job at the Beaver Creek Post Office, and I ran it the first year. And it was so hard to get everybody's money. It was so hard to, you know, deal with this and that. People wanted to veto trades, and you have to, like, kind of – Put your foot down. And it was just like, it was work to be a commission. <laughs> so I like get, pass it off to my old manager. And he actually managed it for two years. And then I left the post office. He started up the league right now. We're in our eighth year. Okay. So been the same guys for eight years. Like we got, we got uh, last year, the guy that won sent everybody a, a trophy. Oh, okay. That, but it was one of the little, remember the little like red background. The little man was like three inches and <laughs> It said thanks for participating. He said everybody participation trophies because he hey. won. So it, it, it's it's on that level of like shit talking. Like one of our guys got to be on ESPN. Oh, and got to talk about the draft two years ago. Um, they were like hitting up local people, and he just happened to get on and got Dope. to like put our put our name out there. So that was like a big thing for our little league. So man, yeah, I spent a lot of time with it. I yeah, man. Uh, we was talking about you know it being fall. And with fall, we get the weather transition. But our weather transition is not due just because it's fall, man. We had a horrible, 
Man. hurricane down there in Houston, Texas, and we got peoples down there. You a, know lot what I mean? people, a lot of people. A lot of people have flocked to Houston over the last five years that I know, five, ten years, or I've been down there since college and mm-hmm. kind of started their, their careers down there. And I mean, I was hitting up. I still got like two people that I started conversating with mid, mid-hurricane, mid and now there's been silence. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just they just going through it and not and everybody's hitting them up and they just can't return it all right. or if it's one of those where phones ding and no power but i mean i saw i forget what day but i saw Dayton Texas mm-hmm. it was a Dayton Texas had 39 inches of rain in 24 hours crazy and we had here in Dayton Ohio like 35 36 all year and i can remember some pretty decent storms we've had this year yeah and for them to get 39 inches in one day, like I can't even imagine seeing people snatch that I know. And like you see the water going from the street to the sidewalk to the driveway, and it's just coming and coming. And it's like you didn't do nothing wrong. You didn't right. break no law. You didn't wish you know this upon yourself. And to be going through that, it's got to be tough. Even DJ Chaos son. Uh huh. I've seen him. He was on the news here locally. Oh, really? They, they had a story on him. They had contacted him and, you know, a Daytonian that's living this and going through it and he's the legal guardian for his autistic brother mm. so they were like on rafters getting chest high water walking you know getting um evacuated jesus so it's just been it's been one of them things man that's been tough yeah man extremely tough man uh like i said my homeboy you know jay Mackey yeah. down there boy mike wilson down there also my homeboy. What's the one that was broadcasted outside of Food Town? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Mack. Yeah. <laughs> Hood news. He, he, he gives me life. It's <laughs> a funny guy right there. Shout to, shout to the homie. He's out there doing the Hood news, man. He was just like, yeah. it's And my other guy, Peanut, he's a police officer down there, man. And uh, he, he sent me some pictures, man, just like of the highway. It's like, yo, nigga, this is the highway, yo. And even that cop that lost his life. Yeah. He was a guy who was like 30 plus years on the force and wife was begging him not to go. And he went down and going under a highway, had, couldn't see at night that there was 16 feet of water in there. Jesus. And like, people don't realize like in storm, I think my army mode kicks in. Like when it's raining real hard or if it's like flood, like mm. about, you know it's a chance of a flood. Like you got to have that window cracked a little because mm. that's your only lifeline. You, yeah. you get in these new cars. And you get three feet of water, and that circuit board crash, nothing works. Right. So can you imagine how he had to go uh, inside of a car, can't get the doors open, can't get the windows down, can't, you know. Yeah, because at shoot least the window, you, something. Your hand, yeah, you, you can gotta, break that bitch. You got to shoot. Hopefully. Shoot the window, something, but you got to at least be able, like you say, to have a crack in it, to be able to yank it down, save your life somehow. But it's been a couple of those stories I heard, like a family that drowned in their vehicle and I mean, can, can you imagine being like, I, I always look at, think about the first responders because that's what I know. That's mm-hmm. what I, I did in, in the military and I was in paramedic school. And like, even like locally, I don't know if you remember, you, you remember a couple of years ago, the highway on 70 flooded. Yeah. Um, I had active teachers that worked for Huber Heights uh, uh, Fire Department and they were a part of the rescue of a lot of the people. And then wow. two students worked for Community, which is a private ambulance company. They were transporting a patient to Columbus, and they were involved in rescuing people off the highway in, in Dayton. So, like, I mean, those those guys see it all. They they live it all. They they can you imagine all the nastiness in that water, mm-hmm. the reptiles, the alligators. That's, that's what I was saying. I, I mean, it's so say, much you got to deal with. Like that. they said, shit. Uh, uh, alligator farm obviously flooded, yeah. and fucking alligators just was like, are we out here? Mm. It's like, so you imagine and that Texas shit? is you know. Probably twenty venomous snakes snakes in oh Texas. I goodness. can remember being my job training for the army was in San Antonio. I spent a summer in the woods of San Antonio learning how to be an army medic. And I mean the wolf spiders and the red ants. We had a guy's foot got attacked by red ants in his boot. Ugh. I mean it was terrible. Like it's all that that they that they were showing ant colony, red ant colonies like swimming, like floating in the water, going down. Like you gotta deal through all that. You just lost your, all your furniture, all your belongings, all your important shit, mm, you know, documents, everything. And it's like everything. Sh- and then I always fear with the, 
I see the little articles about Red Cross. Uh-huh. And, That's exactly where I was going. And the whole, like, when Haiti went through it and millions and millions of dollars for six homes. Like, those things, like, I commend people like J.J. Watt. Yes, you sir. Know, someone you know is in the trenches. You know kind of his character just by the commercials you see, mm-hmm. by the interviews you hear, by the football he plays, his heart. You can tell that man care about whatever in his life. Mm-hmm. So for him, him to be raised, I think it was like up to like seventeen million. Yeah, seventeen now. million stuff like that. Like those are the people. Kevin like Hart. Yeah, those are the ones that I want to, you know, praise and everybody trying to clown Beyonce. Like they try to make you do that stuff too. Though I hate yeah. that. I hate that. You can't make somebody do anything. So trust me, Hove and B got something up they sleep. Of course, they always. Of course, do. they wait till the smoke yeah. settles until the water passes and then Hove got a show down there in I think October. Trust me, he's going to do the quote unquote. We'll definitely right thing. have some updates on the pod by then. Yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> uh, hey, I was just thinking, man, like, you know, we did something with the station uh, company wide through American Red Cross. Like, when everything came out, we got the email blast from our corporate office, like, put this on your website. We set something up through American Red Cross, and we had a meeting about it. You know what I'm saying? A little manager's meeting or whatever. My first thing I was like, like people don't trust the Red Cross. Man. It's like, people just don't. It's been too many just in our lifetime. Like mm-hmm. I saw a thing on Facebook where it was showing um, the 29th of August, like Katrina. Mm-hmm. I think it was Gustove yeah. or whatever that one was called. It was another one, and then Harvey all either passed through or affected yeah. on that date. And then, like, it's just like one of those things that make you think, you know, like why and how and, like, the whole the 25th of August, you know, you lost, or the 25th being a number where you lost Aaliyah, mm-hmm. you lost James Brown, you lost Michael Jackson, you lost, I think, Prince. I think there was like a couple people that were yeah. pretending on the particular month, the 25th of that month. And it's like, those are the stuff that are just like, I don't need this right now. I'm Very. trying to cope with, check, check, check out my boys, make sure they straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that, all that stuff get into my mind. I just, like, it, I, I don't, I, I don't ignore it. Yeah. I, I read it and take it in, but I don't necessarily like live by it. I just, I just collect the data. C O N collect the data. Yeah, <laughs> I just collect the data and just keep it on deck. Yeah, that, man. All. So on a personal level, the wife and I are thinking like, well, we don't want to donate to the Red Cross, like obviously for obvious reasons with everything they've been through with mm-hmm. the whole FEMA situation years ago. And it was like, oh, we could donate to Kevin Hart, we could donate to JJ Watt, but we found something called the Texas Diaper Bank. And uh, we made a donation through there and uh, put that link on You Can't Make This Up podcast uh, IG page as well as my personal IG page. Um, so if anybody out there want to take a different route yeah. as, as opposed to doing something like sending water or, or doing everything like that, you know, I did something like that because, you know, we have a nephew and yeah. we know how crazy little kids are and the importance right. of, you know what I'm saying, baby wipes and diapers for kids. I mean, these aren't just grown people down there. These are people just our age that's just going through the blues. They got kids mm-hmm. and they got to feed their kids. They got to change their diapers. It's a ton of shit that has gone on to, uh, to rebuild. I was just speaking about the mind and thinking about stuff. I- Kevin's are so alike to me. I, the Kevin's that I've met anyway. But like me and the wife, the shit. me and the wife did the same thing. We we took some diapers and wipes. My uncle's town up in Tip City had a big thing where they were gathering things from local town people and family. And they filled up two semis Dope. full of supplies and they're looking for volunteers to drive it down to Houston. But we brought, you know, we ain't balling. We ain't, you know, we ain't rich, but we... We really sat down as a family, and it was a good thing for my kids, like my nine and eight year old. Anyway, you know, to kind of sit back and like something big happened in your in your time, and like mm-hmm. and the importance of like helping people. Right. Like, I spend my life, you know, feeling like I'm a people's person. I help anybody, so I, I took that as an opportunity. I'm getting like in dad mode over the last few years, but like taking the opportunities when they present themselves, whether good or bad, to teach my kids something to carry on. Yeah. You know, so. We we made a thing where we you know sat down and the kids wrote letter like a pen pal letter. Mm. We put all that in a box and took it up there. So that was kind of dope to do that. And then I I did my part on DraftKings. They, <laughs> they, they had a, a ten dollar or a five dollar buy in. Uh, all proceeds went to the dope. they 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 double with whoever all you know got into it. That's what it's and, about. And man. they donated some money through that. So I played I played in a baseball. Uh, 
$5 tournament to donate that. So definitely they on they on my heart, man, because I know just people that's in my life, man, they spend a lot of time in Houston. Like yeah. I've only been there once. I yeah, never really get, I, I never really got to do much. Like I would like, like I would like to spend a week there and see. Yeah. I got military friends there, high school friends there. I want to go to the strip clubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't really get the experience. Malaya, you on fire. I, I want to see you in person. Tony spends a lot of time in Houston. Like that's one of his like second homes. When he <laughs> when he got a week off and he had been in L.A. or he had been here, it's like I'm gonna spend a week in Houston. And he, <sighs> he loves Houston, so like I've. They that's where the show was where he him and Chris okay did they um first ever brother you know on Chris's tour but like Tone spent a lot of time there I know he's affected a lot of his friends and people that he rock with out there are affected so when it hit that close to you yeah. it's like like Tone's are genuinely my friend you yeah. know what I'm saying so it's like I hit him up you know um he the one that actually even got me thinking about the whole like find somewhere in your area to you know drop off something you know water like that type of thing and that's what got me thinking and then my mom hit me with the uncle mike's town is mm, so worked out perfect super dope so, yeah. man and i know through the station when uh well not when uh flint is still going through their water situation <laughs> but well, my when wife it really, is from there I, when it really hit yeah. big we did a water donation and mm-hmm. it was so not easy but you know, Flint only being like what three, four hours away, mm-hmm. it's easier to collect water and get it up there. But with Texas being twenty, I don't know how many hours yeah, away. I mean, Oklahoma's it, fifteen, so Houston got to be at least twenty-two. Yeah. So yeah. with it being so far away, uh, what we're doing with the station is we're partnering with uh Mayor Mary out there in Troutwood uh, to have a collection place. Um, and I got up with Brother Mike and uh Jimmy. Mm-hmm. To uh, set up because their fraternity uh, is doing give back down there, so we're gonna get the money to them so they can get it directly into the people's hands because that's what people want to know. People yeah. want to know that's going to the people, right. not to uh, organization organizational fees. Uh, yo, we gotta pay our CEO, so the twenty dollars that you donated, uh, five of that is going to administration fees. No, right. I want the whole twenty exactly. to go to the people. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? My- like. I commend my my army brother, uh, Chris. Man, he he lives in the downtown area of Houston. Mm. Um, not, that area kind of where he lived was saved. It didn't get too much damage, no cars or nothing. But he lived close to the convention center that they opened up the doors to for people mm. to kind of come to. And it hit him, man. It just struck his heart. I could see he was back in army mode by his post and his lives. But he went over there and, and volunteered for probably. 16 hours each for like the first three days of the, of the storm helping people he was making posts like like you don't realize what you the the little things you lose in a something like that how important they are like family with a child that had like uh some kind of deformity or, mm. or mental you know problem and his medication got lost uh. so he's having seizures in this in this convention center and they needed to get to a pharmacy to get him medicine and you know pharmacy they can go to everybody's stuck you know diapers you know i saw a mom had a breakdown like hollering at the tv over a blanket for a child like she a mom like what do moms do we take care of ours like my child's cold i need a blanket like you don't even think about that when you're like trying to save yourself or trying to get out or trying to Mm -hmm. every blanket is fucking wet. (laughs) something so little as a blanket or you know that medicine that we forgot to grab or didn't get a chance to grab like Changing people's lives. I mean, yeah. and, and affecting them. The you, I've I've had to do the whole hundreds of people stand in a uh, hangar when I was in Iraq. You know, three hundred people sleeping on cots uh. in the same hangar. Like that's not a comfortable way to sleep. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you're hearing everything. You know, trying to go to sleep and it's like to be in that space. I, I know. Somewhat what that's like. I know mm-hmm. it's a much harder when you lost everything, but like to be in that and then having to try to regroup your family, your squad, get everybody checked in and get everybody safe. And I just feel for them people out there going through all that, man. That's, Absolutely. That's, it's, man. A, it's a lot more than just I lost my TV and my PlayStation. Yeah, you my know? sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. My my laptop and mixer is like my first stop. Like everything else, I can, I, I can recoup. I thought about like, man, what would I do in this situation? Yeah. Like that? I was like, fucking grab a fucking trash bag and tie all my shoes up and pray for the best. Right. <laughs> the boxes got to go, huh? Yeah, fuck these boxes. Just throw them in there. Tie them up super tight. Like, please. At least this box. At least this pair. Just let them just 
despair go to waste. No, man, I think about that, man. I, it takes me back to 9-11. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up to us. Coming crazy. up very soon. Years and I remember talking to my mom because I was at Wright State the whole Jets taking off from right pad and everything. So after everything kind of cooled down down this way, my mom was like, yeah, I'm um, thinking about going up there to help. And I was like, going where? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, maybe over to Pennsylvania to help because they need help with all these, all these people that are going through mental problems and they need more nurses and everything like that. And I was like, man, can't somebody else go? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then at, now that I'm older... You know what I'm saying? If she was to tell me something like that, that she was going down to Houston, I would support her 1,000%. It's mm-hmm. just like a maturity thing, you know. I was like, no, mom, not my mom. You ain't going nowhere. But, you know, it's uh, it's 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 ways to help out with, with money donations, uh, with clothing, diapers, and everything like that. But they also need people on the ground. Mm-hmm. They need those people because without those people – like nurses and police officers and firefighters and shoot uh bun bees mm-hmm. and and trade truce and uh Gerald Green Paul NBA Walls. Paul Wall <laughs> out there and Flip out them. there in boats rescuing people. Yeah. Like you literally have rappers who talk about the craziest shit in the world mm-hmm. out there trying to save people's lives. Yeah. And it's so humbling to see that, man. And it's so great to see us come together as a country. It's needed right now. Needed, especially what we have going on in the White House. Right. I just, I just love seeing. Obviously, I hate seeing this happen to all those people, but I love seeing the the outreach. And uh, what's the dude on IG? Dang, I can't remember his name. King. Oh, um. Uh, exactly. King something. I know you're talking about Carew or something like there that. I'm go, yeah. probably butchering his brother's name, but man, he was out there. Doing his part, man. It was so many people that I saw out there on a grind and trying to help out people, and I just, I just love to see that, man. Yeah. Especially in the situation that they're going through. And I saw one other thing I want to say before we get off this topic. Back to that policeman that got killed. The police chief, he was talking about, you know, like when he had to talk with the family and stuff, and like the wife, you know, was of course, you know, devastated. Everybody's going through it, but he asked them like. You know this man and what he loved to do. Like, how do you think he would want to go? Like, would he mm. want to go helping somebody or trying to help somebody? Or would he want to go sitting, you know, doing something else? And right. Like, when you get down to, like, people like that, like, it kind of ties in with, you know, the whole, like, happy to see people come together. Like, there's people out there that genuinely just care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, they might have a chainsaw and feel like, this is enough. I can come. And, like... And I seen some of the people like some posts where they try to they try to people try to make it racial like where are the black people at helping like where are, like I, I I saw a couple there was a guy who, really? who he went on a rant like where are the black people that want to help or really you know, going through I it like that I saw tons of black people helping yeah, white exactly. people white like, people helping black people white people I didn't see a color thing I it, saw people helping each other yeah that chimes back to well if Oakwood is all white yeah. It, and Oakwood helping Oakwood, you're probably not going to see too many cats from Troutwood right over to Oakwood. Right. You know, if they helping Troutwood. Right. You know, so it ties back to, like, that whole, we, we you know, across the tracks is this neighborhood yeah. and that neighborhood. And it's like, you don't even, people are helping people, man. Yeah. And everybody is, it ain't just like two houses on the block got affected. We talking yeah. about, imagine an aerial view of your whole shit. Yeah, you know, like everything you know—the the high school, the post office, the pharmacy, the gas station, the grocery store. You know, think what I'm about everything. how big Houston, Texas is. Yeah, too. and then, fourth largest for yeah. population wise. And then think about the surrounding cities. You know, like Port Arthur, Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying Galveston. The, Galveston. These areas are also affected, but I mean, obviously, Houston gets the greater buzz because it's the bigger city. Mm-hmm. But those areas who don't have as the population are flooded too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I heard Bun B talking about, yo, we need help in PA too, cause we're screwed too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just can't, I can't even imagine losing your, you know, your wallet, your car, your home, your birth certificate, uh. your computer. Like you really, if you take all that away from me, like I'm stuck. Done. Like I have nothing. I have no direction. Yeah. You know, like, and that's gonna be 
a lot of people and then even like, we didn't even touch on the whole flood insurance thing out there oh man they were saying like only one in six homes Crazy. have it you know and it's they were interviewing people that were in the insurance business that might have been a, like a 40 year guy that retired and i watched that on cnn and you know, some of these places, if you've had two or three of them and you didn't have a flood, like, they don't have to help you no more. Like, mm-hmm. you don't went through two floods or three floods. And they've had, in certain areas of Texas, by certain rivers, certain low-lying areas have had some, you know, a couple years ago type of floods. And, I mean, there's a lot of people that's, like, going to need some help with the uh, rules, you know, yeah. bypassing some of the rules and regulations to get the help, you know. But, and, see, you talk about bypassing rules and regulations, that's how people get permits to build places in uh, mm-hmm. places below sea level. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, we ain't had a major flood here and blah, 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 blah. Yep. We good. Shit get passed. Cats get some money. They move on to the next and just keep on going and going until you get to this day where, oh, shit, maybe I should have got that damn because having, that having renters insurance or homeowners insurance ain't covering the flood insurance. And Shit's crazy. They were saying how that's through FEMA, through the government. Like, it's a lot of steps to go through. It's just a lot of people are going to need these, you know, monetary helps. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy. And since we transitioned in that topic, man, I de- definitely want to touch on this, man. You know how some people say they don't like when athletes use their platforms to speak out? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Brother Kaepernick did. Yeah. Like Malcolm Jenkins is doing with the Eagles. But people don't understand that J.J. Watt, we're, which is doing a great thing, he's doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But they deem it okay for this, right. but not okay for the other. You know what I mean? I wish I could find it, man. My brother, Mr. Marcus Bailey, uh-huh. he said it so pure on this post. And I forget where I saw it, but it was basically saying like, People try to take it was it had to do with the Confederate flag, but it was talking about people taking their patrioticness and and their beliefs and like you can't flip them on on saying X Y and Z or feeling X Y and Z. But when Kaepernick's doing the same thing, it's like you can't tell this man how to be patriotic. Yeah, you know, and he can do it how he want to do it, just like you doing it. Right. But people want to want to deviate it when it's not how they doing it or want to have a problem with it. And like I, I always butcher. <laughs> telling people stories of like or telling something that somebody did, I always leave out something. But like he said, it's so pure and so perfect, man. It's like people just need to be people, man. Just, just, just get back to like you say, man, caring about each other. Yeah. Your neighborhood going through something and everybody coming together, like that has to feel great to yeah. see. Oh, I ain't talked to him or him or him, but now we all in this together. So we gotta be. Yeah, the, ain't got no choice. Five years now, if if that neighborhood stays intact and stays together, like the. The safety you're gonna feel in that neighborhood is gonna feel amazing because everybody don't have each other's back. Everybody yeah. looking out for each other. So. Man, it's tough, Pr- man. Definitely, prayers out to Houston, Absolutely. Texas. Hope y'all bounce back real soon. I know JJ Watt, all the entertainers, but it's not just the entertainers, man. It's people like me, you, and Bob and John mm-hmm. who are just donating twenty bucks, thirty bucks, couple packs of diapers. Those things help also. So don't just rely on the big money makers to. Solve this problem, yeah. man. They need Ones help make from fives, a, from fives make solve. tens, tens make twenties. It goes up. Yeah. It goes all the way up. Bro, I wanted to let me see if I could find this thing I had on my phone, man. I hate when I do this. I always <laughs> want to have shit ready, but I don't. So, something I definitely want to touch on, man. Summertime. Yeah. Dear summer. Dear summer. What was your favorite memory of the summer, man? Man. I got a couple. <laughs> um, probably though, I'm gonna have to go ahead and and give it to my baby, man. My my little baby's first birthday. We we celebration. Uh, we put we we put some some you know thought and effort into it. You know, you only get one first birthday, uh-huh. so we I think just putting together the party and having friends over and family and. Talking step popping to making them delicious ribs, what she is doing again this Monday. Hallelujah. Hey. But uh just getting everybody together. Like my family, and I'll say this, some of my family listen to this pod. I don't care. I'm 35 now. I can <laughs> say what I want. But my family, I've always felt not like an outsider, but just different because my family, I don't know my black side of the family, mm-hmm. so my family is white. Mm-hmm. And just to be totally a hundred, they do things different. You know, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner at one or two o'clock. 
I, I wish we did. <laughs> you know, I wish so, we did it that so way. Just to, just to leave Our it family, at... <laughs> we don't even start eating until like seven. I'll just be sitting there like, bruh, where the hell are you? <laughs> just to leave it at leave it at that so I don't get too deep. But <laughs> but like to, the family, like I, I love going to my godparents' house and seeing all the cousins over and like remembering remember like the, the thirty five year olds are sitting down with our with our yingling watching the 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 10-year-old throwing the cornhole bag and the 13-year-old shooting the free throws and remembering us doing that in our pack and now this they pack and their generation and they in their you know their squad or whatever you want to call it but mm-hmm. like I I enjoy that as a family so like put back to my family like we don't we, that that was our one of our big like we're not big on these resolutions but mm-hmm. we we always say something that we want to try to work on like within the family and I and I wanted to spend more time together as a family like I'll, I'll take the LA trip or the Atlanta trip in a heartbeat and the wife would go to this sorority conference in Chicago or that wherever but like the kids always always get stashed at Nana's house and then <laughs> they got to go to Tennessee twice this year with my mom and with me like we got to spend some time this summer together the vacation was up there on my list as far as you know uh, just doing those things with my family, mm-hmm. like, and and not being like mom taking care of the ticket. You know, I'm getting the uh, spoiled only child love that I <laughs> that I miss so much. <laughs> things have changed now, being a father of three. <laughs> but like, just to have all that, you know, having the family together, having those moments, seeing like, I know my mom and step pop, man, they 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 love, they they they'll pick them up on a Tuesday to take them to McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? They just love to have that hour or two with them. So to spend the whole week on vacation, I could see they was waking up happy. They was ready to go spend some money. So that's what the summer was for me, man. I, I enjoyed just bringing my family a little closer. So. Yeah, man. I look back at the summer and think, damn, where the hell did the summer go? <laughs> You've been working six, six to seven days a week. Working, like- working, working. And I, I just working towards uh, goals that I have for myself, but... As I look back at the summer, I did a lot of cool stuff. You know what I'm saying? I got to I got to meet freaking Maxwell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to meet Mr. Bad Intentions himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he performed at the phrase. Yeah. I got to go suit basically front row at future. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I got to do a ton of cool stuff. Saw Kendrick perform live for the first time. But um obviously went back out to Vegas for a vacation. Yeah. But I guess probably like my favorite memory of the summer. As much like yourself, man, it was, you know, hanging out with the two most important people in the world to me, my mom and my wife. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, my mom comes down. Eh, she tries to come down twice a year, but she was only able to make it once this year. So we got to hang out like that whole uh, Memorial Day weekend. You know, they ran me ragged. <laughs> we went to all the malls and everything like that and just cooked out, went to dinner, just really just a time to hang out with my mom and my wife at the same time. And it's just, it's just cool to do that because, you know, her being three and a half hours away, me, me and the wife having such a hectic schedule, us really only going home three times a year. I don't actually visually see my mom that often. I talk to her all the time, but right. just like actually seeing my mom, hanging out with my mom, doing stuff that she loves to do, which is shop till she drops <laughs> <laughs> and just hang out, watch, she watched uh, Get Out with her, and she yeah. was just blown away how good it was. She's like, oh, that's good. I'm going to buy that on Blu-ray. So just just stuff like that just makes me super happy just mm-hmm. to hang out with my mom. And uh, I know certain people, like, their significant other doesn't get along with their mom. Yeah. And I could never imagine that. I'm just so grateful that my mom and my wife get along, and it's just it's just cool for them, them to go hang out while right. I'm uh, my mom got to town early. My wife left work. Oh, she's at the house. I'm gonna go blah blah blah. So she went there. She was hanging out with my mom before I even got home. So it's just it's just cool to see stuff like that. Right. I know. Like my wife and her mom relationship is tough at best. Mm-hmm. So like I understand that side of like not having that relationship with her mom. You know, it's hard just to have it the mm-hmm. way things are. But like on the flip side, to see her and my mom be able to run to Walmart while me and the kids headed to the pool. And like just just that little mm-hmm. thing, like people always say all the time, like you reach a certain age where certain things don't matter to you no more, and certain things do. And it's like the people that aren't there yet don't get it, yeah. and the ones that are there understand it. What you mm-hmm. what you doing and what you what you trying to you know uphold or 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 live by. And it's like 
those moments that we have with our parents, like no one wants to face that that thought, yeah. but like you have to face it. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's going to be a harder role for you. So right. like, I cherish the moments like. My mom calls me sometimes at the most unopportune times. <laughs> me and the wife just put the baby to sleep. Kids is playing. Got a little second. <laughs> FaceTime come with mom Dukes pops up and says, What's like, up? Ah. And like I try not to be like blow up like blow it off because like you never know. Yeah. So like that's always on my mind. So my mom's call is like, hold on, babe. Hey, mom. Like what you know, like it's like I I just can't. My mom, my best friend, she's my ride or die from the beginning. Like we mm-hmm. went through it all, so I cherish all that, and and that becomes more important to me than that third or fourth round of Patron I could have had <laughs> with that money, or you know I could have went here and and blown it on this and that, and it's like every 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 dollar that I got that's extra, I wanted to put a smile on somebody I care mm-hmm. about's face. That's just how I've been living the last couple of years. So. Yeah, man. Uh, the wife and I have been talking about like, yo, we gotta. We got to come up with a better game plan of, of just going home for Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. and uh, sporadic mother and Mother's Day. Basically, that's basically what we do. Thanksgiving, the the major holidays, basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we just got to do a better job of that. You know, not only just seeing our parents and our siblings, but you know, the nephew is two years old now, and he's getting bigger by the day. And uh, you know, FaceTime. And him and him talking to us like that is one thing, but like actually, hey, what's up, little man? Smacking around a little mm-hmm. bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Showing some love in person definitely goes a longer way. So that's definitely, I know it's not New Year's resolution time, but that, that's something that her and I think about and talk about all the time. Like, we got to come with a better game plan than just the holidays. Like, yeah. those, we got to figure out like when we can go home just to be home and see family. Cause that's the important thing, mm-hmm. especially seeing, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, man, parents are getting older. My mom has a countdown on her phone when she's going to retire. She retires <laughs> next July. And, and, so, and families have a hard time with coming together other than holidays and funerals. Exactly. So exactly. Like, yeah. And that's across the board, not like a racial thing. Yeah, Just that's across everybody. the board, people put work, Tommy's yep. little practice, Tommy's little tournament, whatever. Like people put the family stuff to next week to yeah, next week I to next so week. guilty of that i'm yeah, so guilty of too. putting work first and just like all right all right i'm, I'm gonna get through this and then i'm gonna take a little break and then we can do this and then something else like oh well, i can't pass that up that's right. too i gotta get that too <laughs> and, and then next thing you know it's september you think like damn i missed the whole summer whole summer I want to take the girls to the beach water park. I want to take them to Kings Island. Like now we gotta try to do it. Doing that, yeah. It's go to shit. <laughs> right. I ain't being up on the drop zone and it's fifty degrees outside. It's probably thirty up there. Walking around with a runny <laughs> nose, man. I, I de- and I and you talk about family too. You talk about friends also. You know what I'm saying? Boo that man, aka Big Reg. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My godson, Lil Reg. He has tons of football games. My other homeboys got kids that's in. Uh, AP who came on the pod, his son Cam is a junior in high school, and it's like, man, like yo, he's a junior mm-hmm. in high school, dog. He uh plays for Miami's Bird. Uh, he sent me a video of him balling out actually on a uh, Friday versus CJ. Had a couple tackles for loss. I'm like, man, I gotta see this. I gotta, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's a, uh, it's definitely something I'm, I have to work on. I haven't been working on. It's, it's, it's been a, the thought process right now yeah. but it's something that i gotta i gotta do better of it's it's something that me and my brother both do like yeah. i tell him like i think i do a better job of communicating with like i call my try to call my grandmother at least twice a week i talk to my mom basically every day so she doesn't count to right. me. <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like he talks to my dad more than i talk to my dad and it's like my dad, like yourself, like he calls it the wrong time. Like, bruh, like I'm, I'm on. It's it's ten o'clock. I'm on the air, bro. Like I can't talk right now. Like right. I'm gonna call him on my drive home from work. Then I forget something else yeah. comes up. So life gets in I, the way. Life gets in the way, man. So I gotta try to do a better job of time organizing and knowing that it ain't always about the money. I, I keep saying that too. With when it comes to like supporting the, the youth, youth of America. Like I can remember. Every baseball, soccer, basketball game, the more people in the stands, the more hype I was, mm-hmm. you know, whether I knew them or not, just to see people out there watching us, mm-hmm. you know, and like 
I'm trying, like, my daughter says something that she wants to go see some of the North Mod Pee Wee football games this year. And I'm like, perfect. Saturday morning, we get up, go up there about 10 and watch a couple games. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be a perfect thing. She'll see some friends. You know, I have some, you know, so and so that I went to school with, son plays. And it's like, dude, those type of things. I need Hanging to start. Hanging out with the enemy, huh, yeah, Mr. Trotwood? I need, <laughs> man, it's tough. I still be wanting to wear the Trotwood tees. You though. should. Yeah, I, you ain't I, from there. You just not live at all. there. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> My kids, I man, I felt so bad. They won this little like they did one of the raffle sales and sold X amount of this, and they both picked out a Northmont hat for me, uh, and they came home like, "Daddy, look what we picked out for you! Happy whatever, you know." And I'm like, "Thanks." Man, them hats are in the most tucked corner of a closet you can possibly tuck. <laughs> Like the, I think I, th- I think the suitcase wheel is is over like on top of it like it's tough like man I can't, that high school love I can't, is real not Northmont any other school I would consider <laughs> when you spent your entire competitive years when that was your rivalry like you just that's like putting on a Michigan sweater like oh never my wife you know I set her up for the Okie Dog one time I had this shirt that says. My blood type is O positive, but if the O is the O stay symbol, uh-huh. and I'm a, a bangle or something, you know, something like that. She th- she looks at it as a Cincinnati bangle shirt. No, no, no. Not realizing that that O is the symbol for the Ohio State University. Yes, so sir. Big game on Saturday. I got pictures Sunday. with her in the shirt. You know, <laughs> she wear places and like, yeah, hey, I'm from Michigan. Why you wear it? Like, yeah, got it, got, got. So, Man, yeah. that's a funny post. My cousin Kelly. She uh, works very closely with uh, East Cleveland youth. Uh, the high school there is Shaw, where she went to high school. And uh, me and my brother, uh, we went to the rival high school, which is Cleveland Heights. So our other cousin, Jeremy, he went to Shaker, which is a base, another high school or whatever. So she posted up there like, uh, Shaw loses uh, 38 to 24 to Shaker. And I went on there like, yeah. And I was I put on the date like, yep, gonna be another loss when y'all play heights on blah blah blah, <laughs> blah date. And then our other cousin Jeremy jumped on there who went to Shaw. I was like, yep, one to know. So it's just a family thing, just going yeah. at it on her post. Like y'all ain't gonna keep talking about that. It's like, yeah, we are. Yeah. It's like it's not 1993 no more. Y'all not good no more. Yeah. Y'all are the laughing stock. <laughs> get some of this. Get some of this. Take that. Take that, man. <laughs> Well, shoot, man, Labor Day weekend, man, what you got planned for Monday, boss? Man, my mom's call with that great phone call of what you doing on Monday. I said, nothing planned. I might go hit some golf balls or something. She said, well, I talked Henry into doing ribs one last time for the summer. Clap it up. I said, I have something to do on Monday now. <laughs> so mom's making the famous Mac. My godmother's coming over with the homemade potato salad and another Famous sides and desserts that she brings, and it's going to be probably about 20 of us over there. Nice. Just a little get-together, you know, nice Monday weather-wise. going to be nicer than it's been. Yeah. So we are doing that Monday. I got a thing with my kids' school today. Um, bouncy house free, you know, a little like play day. You should look, see the look on your face. Yeah, if podcasts could talk. No. <laughs> But you, gotta, you talked about being involved with the fam, hey. so yeah, I gotta, I gotta get them out there. They want to go. We gonna all they gonna be doing is watching golf and football anyway. So. Hey, there it is. You guys Just next chilling week. Out, NFL man. starts next week. Me, uh, I'm being dragged <laughs> to Cincinnati. Literally, yes, literally. <laughs> like here, waiting for us to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> tapping on the watch. Like y'all start starting to open. So wifey's dragging me to a couple stores. We're gonna get her something to eat. Get to the crib, watch Power. No spoilers. Yeah, it's the it, I'll season say, finale. I'll say this to the ones that were you know that haven't watched it yet. It's a very deep, and you're you're gonna you're gonna be mad and want, wanting to see it next week. It's, it's one of those things where they bring a lot of things to the forefront. Let's get it so on. So it's yeah, it's it, it's. It's a good one. Good yeah. watch. Good watch. Yeah, and so on Monday, we're going to spark up the grill a little bit, throw a couple of chicken wings, a couple of burnt dogs on the grill, and uh, we're going we gonna to watch Snowfall. <laughs> the uh, the oh, show. Yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, the show. Uh, we knocked out like two episodes last week, and like, they're just all sitting on the DVR, so I think it's like about seven of them left. So 
you know, I'm gonna spark up the grill. We gonna watch that. We gonna knock out the season tomorrow. Yeah. We gonna veg out on that and relax all day. The wife had me watching Queen of the South. I heard about that. It's pretty good. She had me watching this Black Love thing that came on. That was nice. On oh, the old yeah. network, yeah. Couple of uh, famous couples kind of talking about their whole journey. You know, nice little show. And then uh, this Netflix or USA uh, called Shooter. Mm-hmm. Heard I, that was good too. Yeah, we just started that, so I'm probably gonna binge. And I gotta do some homework. Joe College. <laughs> I got some homework and quizzes to knock out, so I'm gonna knock that out today and tomorrow. I yeah, guess. man, half and half. One of my Back favorite activities, man, is vegging out and binge watching. So we gonna we gonna knock out Snowfall by tomorrow. We gonna finish that up, and then we gonna move on to something. You gotta enjoy else. them lazy days. Lazy days. You day, don't get man. too many of them. Yeah, so. man. Well, that's another one in the books, yeah, man. Seven. Oh. DeMarco was in town last night over yeah. there at Cognac. Yeah, I heard it was jumping over there. Shouts so. out to the homie, man. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday to yes, him, sir. man. Shout to some Virgos I know. No, Virgos, <laughs> Virgos, Virgos. And uh, you didn't make it out. No. You didn't make it to the white party. Man, listen, I was supposed to get up. I'm having a hard time with stepping out <laughs> solo. I, I've never been to solo dolo. Not like I don't know nobody there, but yeah. just coming solo. And I laid around, took a nap. I had I wasn't feeling great Friday. The allergies weather has had my oh, allergies bro. all over the place. I was snotting and sneezing all day Friday. Took some uh, Dayquil. Was later found out that my kids switched the boxes and it was Nyquil. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the sipping on some yeah, sister. So I, was, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning Saturday morning like damn missed that one. <laughs> and then last night, good game was on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wife made some pork chops. Ooh. I was kind of stuck, so. Yeah, man. I got to do better, though. I, gotta I got better. off work from the uh, club Aces, and I first thought to my mind, I was like, man, I should run past the white party, grab a drink, say what's up, and just bounce, be in out in 30 mm-hmm. minutes. I, I got to that point where you left make that or right. left <laughs> or you make that right. I was like, I just, I'm, I hate to be that way because, like, Especially when O's in town, because yeah. I don't get to see him that exactly. much. And I was like, I woke up, like, I really had intentions on going, but, like, what I had intentions on wearing was for late August, early September, not late October, <laughs> early November. Right. It was freezing and raining, and I was like, man, I, ain't, I don't want to get out in that. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not pressed, because I don't even drink hardly no more. So, like, I go in the club, and it's like, I'm going to want to shut up a Patron if I see somebody else having one. Yeah. And, I've been losing weight, and I think that's been a help. I ain't been drinking as much, so I just kind of just dozed off, woke up like, damn, I have to catch them on the next one. There'll be another. Yeah, there'll definitely be definitely another Definitely there'll one. be another. Black tie, black tie, black tie. I'm DJing Central State Homecoming, so. Yeah, there it is. That's your excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Come on through, oh. <laughs> you can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out to next week. Peace.